You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome. This is Rabbi Francis Nataf, and this is the seventh episode of my beta podcast series entitled Redeeming Relevance on the Parsha. And this week, I'm going to do something interesting. I'm going to complain about complaining. That's right. Complain about complaining. I'm sure we actually all do some of this, especially if you're around crowds or societies that do a lot of complaining. A lot of us uh, miss the paradox that we complain about the very thing that we're complaining about. But not all complaining is the same. Um, in this week's Parsha, we have a good example of how destructive complaining can be and the dynamics of the type of complaining that leads to the destruction in the following Parsha, in the Parsha of Shalach, when there's the tremendous calamity of the spies who bring about a 40-year delay in coming to the land of Israel, all sorts of other uh, results that are associated with that calamity. In any case, it begins with a very small complaint. It's so small that the Torah doesn't even mention it. In the 11th chapter, the first verse, the Torah records about a group called the people, Ha'an, which according to Jewish tradition is a very small minority of people who are essentially troublemakers, very small group. And they were complaining doesn't say what they were complaining about, and many theories are given. What many of the theories have in common is that there are common complaints that you and I might make if we were on a three-day hike, which they, in fact, were. I don't know how many of you have been on a hike for more than a day or two, but uh, it gets tiring. You know, even if God made the weather such that it was comfortable and Midrash tells us about uh, flattening out the land and all sorts of other uh, accoutrements. And as no matter how comfortable your walking conditions might be, ultimately you're still walking. You're still going to get tired. Um, children are likely to complain along the way. There's a million things that a person can complain about. And so, in fact, the Torah, it would seem, doesn't mention the specific complaint because it could have been anything. And what's interesting about this complaint is that it leads right away into another complaint. This time, we're told what it's about. It's that they didn't have meat. Now, there's, I discussed the, the ins and outs of that in my essay this week that will be seen on the Jewish press. Um, soon to be put out in my new website as well. So keep your eyes out peeled for the uh, coming out of my new website. And obviously, as I mentioned before, you can get it into your email box just by subscribing uh, to it. In any case, I'm not going to go with the ins and outs of the issue with the meat. Simply tell you that first the Asaf Suf, which we do, also know as the Eruv Rav, the mixed multitude, Small Again, another time, a small group of Jews, a small minority complaining about the meat that they did not have, right? There are complications about that, but let's just assume for right now that they didn't have meat and this was really a problem. In any case, uh, this complaint ends up being very successful in the sense that it catches on 
and soon enough the entire population, so it would seem, or the vast majority, picks up and, and even starts crying about their lack of proper delicious food. And again, this is not something we're unfamiliar with. Uh, we can think of our children. Hopefully we don't do it ourselves, but you know, how many times have your children complained? There's nothing to eat. Uh, you know, that's, that's frustrating for a parent. I know you just went shopping, you cooked five different things. And the refrain is that there's nothing to eat. But be that as it may, you know, whether we're children or adults, we all know the refrain that something's wrong. And as with the first complaint, you know, it's not just that something's wrong. There's a million things wrong. There's always a million things wrong. We live in a world that is not perfect. And therefore, there's always going to be, always going to be things that are not ideal, that are not optimal. The question is, when and where and how should we focus on these problems? Now, criticism can be a very positive thing if it's going to lead to some sort of change, to positive change. First, I'll tell you a quick little story that I opened my essay with this week and then speak about uh, something very similar in the Gemara, in the Talmud. Uh, I mentioned, I actually heard from my wife about an entrepreneur from, I believe, the United States, speaking about how he lo loves to work with Israeli techies. Um, and he explained the reason he loves to work with Israelis is because when he has a good product, in most countries, the people he's working with will simply admire the good product, as is understood. In Israel, however, they first take a look at the product and right away skip the step of praising the product and right away look for what's wrong with it. Now, this is a good product. We're not talking about a bad product. A good product, they right away go ahead and criticize it. Why? Well, you know, in other words, why should, uh, why should such an entrepreneur be happy? I would be running away. I remember this story with Elton John coming to, to Israel and uh, not being used to the, we call it nimusim, the way people act here in this country, a very direct way of speaking. And uh, he ran right back to his airplane and, and, and took the next flight to England. Uh, so why does the entrepreneur not react like Elton John, but rather uh, want to have more business with the Israelis? He, he continued that, by looking at what's wrong with it, they continue. They didn't stop there. The point wasn't so much just to look at what's wrong. But once you look at what's wrong, you know how to improve the product and make it even better. So when criticism is constructive, it's positive, it's meant to improve something, we, we say in the Talmud, that's uh, all the better. It's a good thing. And as I said, the Gemara, I alluded to a couple of minutes ago, the Gemara has something similar to say about rebuke in general. It says in Yevamot on page 65a that in the same way as we're commanded to give rebuke when it's going to be accepted, when the person is going to uh, listen and internalize and try to improve, so too is it, are we commanded to not say anything if we know the person will not accept it. Right, criticism comes with a cost. Now, uh, sometimes the benefit outweighs the cost, 
But perhaps even more often, the cost outweighs the benefit. And I see constant criticism as a as something that's not always positive in Israeli society. Maybe it's good in certain situations, as we mentioned before. Uh, but we could use a little more holding back in many situations. I think of the coronavirus, which I also mentioned in this week's Parsha. Uh, I feel that the Israeli government has done a very good job. And so would it appear from outside, from the, from outside of Israel, uh, certainly by all objective, uh, criteria, it's hard to deny that Israel has done uh, more than an adequate job. And therefore, one would think that we would praise the people who have been in charge of running the response to Corona here in Israel. In fact, that's far from what you see. Uh, we have two people who are in charge of the Ministry of Health, both of which asked to resign. Uh, presumably due to all the pressure and critique that they got. And we have a prime minister who is criticized for all sorts of other reasons, but I haven't heard many people saying thank you for how you have handled this particular situation. And even if one doesn't like him or doesn't like the other uh, people that I mentioned, the minister of health or the uh, CEO, the mankal of the ministry of health, one could still afford to say thank you for all of the lives that have been saved by their proper and clever uh, handling the situation. But instead, we Israelis focus on the million one things that could have been done better, oftentimes at cross purposes, uh, one person complaining that they should have opened something earlier, the other person complaining they should have opened it later. There's no winning in this game. But more importantly for what I want to say today and I'll close with this thought, is that one has to weigh what criticism will do. In this week's partial, we see that one criticism, small criticism, often simply unleashes a whole bag of other critiques. And therefore, one has to weigh carefully how and when one should criticize. Again, as we said, criticism can be very positive. But when you criticize, look around you, see the situation. Right In America, there's a very sensitive situation right now, and people who are criticizing one way or another should be very careful in not inflaming and creating more anger and, and simple, simply criti- simple criticism that one, once one person has put out a critique, natural human way is to add and show that I have an even better critique than you. Uh, Unfortunately, that's where a cycle is. A vicious cycle can simply undermine all the positive that already exists. So let's keep that in mind going through the rest of Safer Bamidbar and into the summer. Uh, We all are living in delicate situations, certainly because of this uh, virus that's been a topic of my discussion for last several weeks and hopefully will not be the topic of discussion because soon we will find a happy ending to the situation. In the meantime, let's think about positive things we can do. If we're going to criticize, make sure it's positive. If we're going to criticize, make sure that we do it in as private a forum as possible. 
if that is what is appropriate. Let's simply keep our heads on our shoulders and with that, learn from our Torah, the tremendous lessons that exist in it. Thank you. That's all for today. I hope to hear. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.